and the famous of LGBT podcasting fame. So, without further ado, we have in the lower left-hand corner, once again joining us, it's the one, it's the pastor, it's the brother, Mr. Brother Sinatus joins us. Good evening. Good evening, sir. From uh, off the military boat and into your hearts, it's Mr. Q Sledge himself, Mr. Larry Queen. Thank you, thank you. And, of course, he's from Michigan. We won't hold them again, that against him, because God knows I don't go join any of that football crap. But needless to say, that state's probably doing a lot better than my state. It's David, that blue jeans guy. For the record, I am not from Michigan. I, I just know. live here. I know you live here, but you're from Kentucky. so uh, Same thing. Uh, <laughs> the other voice is a new person in the show. Please welcome. I'm sorry, David, go ahead. You and you're not knowing who Twiggy is. I'm telling you. <laughs> And the other voice there is actually a new person, Patrick, from the Scream Queens podcast. Hey, Patrick. Hello, everyone. Hi. And last but not least, my my co-host, the guy with the impaler, for some reason, he's actually quite helpful on days like this. It's Mr. Sater 69. We have uh, 52 minutes to go. (laughs) All right, gentlemen, thank you once again for joining me. How is everybody? Good. Yeah, shabby. Yeah. Well, all right. There you go. We are broadcasting live on Pride48.com starting at about 6.30ish every Sunday. You can check us out on Pride48. So without further ado, we'll jump into the news. And Cedar, if you would, please read the first story. It's a story about a prostitute, and you give it to me. Of course. What are you trying to say? <laughs> what are you trying to say? Illinois Tea Party marriage defender busted for soliciting prostitute. Dun, dun, dun. I know we're all shocked and surprised. I'm sorry. I should have said, jing, jing. <laughs> Last year, when the news broke that represent, representative, is it rep, rep, yep. Republican? Rep, rep, what does rep mean? Republican. Okay. Jesse no, he's a Democrat. His name's Jesse. He's Democrat from Illinois. So. His name's Jesse Jackson Jr., but he's white. He <laughs> did on his wife, Chicago Tea Party President Steve Stilvelik, went on a Twitter fuel crusade to denounce the congressman for destroying the sanctity of his marriage. But you know what? That comes from, right? TCon was supposed to be the culmination of all the work that Chicago Tea Party director Steven Stilvelik put into why why can't he have some more vowels in his name put into <laughs> building the party but he skipped the event on Saturday after news broke about his arrest for soliciting a prostitute more than a year ago yeah so yeah he uh god love those family values and soliciting prostitutes yes family values until it affects them <laughs> okay. yes exactly wait a minute wait a minute 
It says the charges were dropped after Stevlik agreed to participate in a rehab program. A hooker rehab program? <laughs> no. Yeah, you okay. know, that always amazes me as well. It's Hi, like, I'm Stevlik. I'm a hookerholic. <laughs> I like to have sex. I'm his top model. I would just like to state that the Clinton Foundation is very generous in helping out many organizations. <laughs> you know, that's why I never get what uh, – what was his name? The uh, the guy from New York. Um, he's got a TV show now, Bald Head, Blue Eyes. He was caught uh, – was a ma- uh, governor, mayor. Rudy oh, Giuliani? No, 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 no. The, the guy that got busted for – um. Tapping his foot? No, 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 no. That was in New York. That was no. The uh, I would love it if he had a TV show though. That would be insane. No, he's, <laughs> got, he's he's got the uh, he's got the TV show on now. This list can go on for hours, Anthony. Yes, he's yeah. got the blue eyes and the bald head. He's he's in financial news. Until Williams? No, no, he's from New York. <laughs> he, he's he got legs. He's the blind guy. He walks he around. Knows how to use them. <laughs> <laughs> He was, oh, okay. The, the, uh, he was mayor. Man, Daddy Warbucks. Amen. All right. So anyhow, so yeah, he, uh, yeah, he had, uh, he had to like go to rehab or whatnot for sex, and I'm like, that. It's like, okay, so I don't think that actually works for guys. <laughs> yes, I'm addicted to sex. Well, what guy isn't? <laughs> so oh, there are people who are actually addicted to sex, and you know. Oh. I know who you mean. I know who you mean. The guy who had like the $40,000 hooker. Yeah, Spitzer. Spitzer. There we go. I knew it it would come to me. What's one step down from addicted? Yeah, seriously. I mean, someone explain to me how you could be addicted to sex. Because according to my right hand, I'm addicted all the time. Well, there's there's one thing between being just, you know, horny. Mm Mm-hmm. Being addicted to sex is when it's like being addicted to any other kind of, you know, like an alcohol or some kind of drug. It's to the point that it, the, the, the want and the need for it becomes so great that it just consumes your entire life. Yeah, that's called mm-hmm. sex, right? <laughs> no. In no. a negative way. In it, a negative way, like you can't go to work and you don't have, you know, some relationships, you, you fuck over your family, that kind of stuff. Right. No. It's like it, it just it takes over your life completely. Yeah, you know? I skipped out on my mom's funeral because I decided to go to a peep show or some shit like that. So Or you went to a funeral and, you know, hooked up with somebody in the bathroom while, you know, Now there is nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, I forgot about we that. We all grieve in different ways. Some things are a celebration of life. <laughs> okay, you know. You guys are terrible. All right, let's move on to the next. Anyway, (laughs) work will begin on Spain's on Spain's first gay and lesbian retirement home in the coming weeks. So we were talking about this last week when we were wondering if there was actually gay retirement homes. So apparently there are. The December 26th Foundation in Madrid is named after the 1979 date when General Franco Franco's. Anti-gay law was repealed. Gay rights activists say that the negative attitudes towards homosexuality are still common in the elderly, especially in care homes. According to the BBC, the luxury center will have 115 apartments, a gym, and a swimming pool. Residents will enjoy yoga, tai chi, and a restaurant. The owners say it will be openly... Oh, oh, hmm. The owners say it will be openly to anyone... That's a typo. Uh, regardless of sexuality, but will be gay friendly. Yeah, Pick News has um, some pretty bad 
grammatical errors on there quite often. I have noticed. Yeah. Uh, in a statement, uh, we want to make the sure old people who are gay can live out their lives freely with dignity and among equals, said friend, friend Jericho. Frederico <laughs> Ramonteros. Thank Goal! you. <laughs> <laughs> Representative of the foundation. Gay... Gay man Jose, Jose Maria, Maria Herrera, <laughs> 65, has already made plans to move as soon as his work is completed. He said that in his current accommodation, he is insulted and ignored by other residents because he's gay. I have to make myself as invisible as possible, go back to the closet so they don't have to notice me, and I spend as much time outside the home as possible, he told the BBC. This is somewhere where everyone will be equal. It's a totally different home where we don't have to hide who we are. We will be people. I will be free again. Work on Australia's first gay, lesbian, and bisexual retirement village is to begin next year. A 120-unit complex is being built in Balan in Victoria with a croquet lawn, indoor spa, and bar. Do gay men play croquet? Fuck you and your croquet lawn. <laughs> but they got the bar. Yes. I want to know if the bar has a stripper pole. <laughs> or back. Or, or if the pole's just for well, water. Just for the lesbians. <laughs> so what do you guys what do you guys have planned for what, where do you think you'll be in your elderly years? Or have you made plans? Or has that not even crossed anyone's mind yet? I picked out a nice vase for when I turn sixty five. <laughs> Anyone else? No, nope. it's my mind yet. No one, no one's thought about the future. No. Nope. Hey, I've got a four hundred one k. Don't push me. <laughs> well, I I'm just thankful it's not like Logan's Run, where I'd already be dead. Well, by this point, Logan's Run, I think forty would be the new thirty. So you would have a couple more years before renewal. So. No, I not wouldn't. Forty-five. <laughs> All right. Next story, David. You, you haven't been read for a while, so let's have. Hey, it's from Tennessee, from where you're from. Let's have you read this. Hey, I would. Ha I would totally have arm wrestled somebody for this one. So thank you. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, Tennessee gay couple assaulted by church deacons and victim's father. Yet another example of charming example of Christian love. I went over to take the keys out of the ignition, and all of a sudden I hear someone say, Sick em, said Gibson County resident Jerry Pittman Jr. Pittman said the attack was, was prompted by the pastor of the church, Jerry Pittman, his father. My uncle and two other deacons came over to the car per my dad's request. My uncle smashed me in the door. I'm reading it exactly as it's written, people. As the other I deacon like knocked my boyfriend back so he couldn't help me, punching him in his face and his chest. The other deacon came and hit me through my car window in my back, said Pittman. He said bystanders did not offer assistance. He said the deacon yelled derogatory homosexual slurs even after officers arrived. He said the officers never intervened to stop the deacons from yelling the slurs. Charges huh. have been filed against all the involved church officials, wow. including, the local, including the victim's father. And there is a, big, there is a uh, news video, but I'm sure we're not going to play it on here. But, no. There was I did. I actually did watch the news video, and it in the tail end of it, they pretty much recounted everything that was in there. But they also added that currently the pastor is going through a divorce, and that might have spurned the harsh feelings. In oh, the first please, place. Yeah. <laughs> God. It's Gibson County, Tennessee, and uh, I've known I know a few people from there. It's a very rural county um, in western Tennessee, and uh, doesn't shock me really. Something like this happened, uh, so um, it's it's sad. 
you know, it's sad to see that well, happen. But. Well, one I want to know is what were they doing at church? Like, were they just yeah. walking out of church and all of a sudden that's when they decided to say, screw these guys, we're going to beat their, their brains in? I, I, I sure it doesn't say as I understood it, they drove up to the church because apparently they plan on going there because his the the pastor is apparently his father. Yeah, pastor the the yeah oh. one, one of them is let's see yeah um, the one guy yeah his his father is the pastor of the church. Yeah. So does that I mean does that that sounds I mean I, I don't know it doesn't sound reasonable but it just sounds man that's that's gotta be. A, the, the the most dickish thing you could do is all of a sudden sit, sit your clergyman on your son. Well, it sounds like this just another example of a true Christian family values. Well, you know, you know I, I don't know everything that's going on in this article, but I'm telling you, Thanksgiving's going to be awkward. <laughs> that's true. Well, you would think that if the parents are going through a divorce... The last thing that son wants to do, because I can only assume that you know the him being gay is part of the reason of the of the divorce and how the father acts, why he would be going to that church in the first place when there are such clearly bad feelings between them, yeah. is beyond me. I mean, because obviously he seems to be out, so yeah. So I want I want to know what the second paragraph of the story is. So I mean, obviously the father was in the wrong. But I just, I just want to know. Okay. I just have, I have, I have questions. Yeah, it does seem to be leaving a lot out. I found the original story uh, for the same uh, news. W W. Oh, excuse me. W B B J. Keep my hear joke, people. So immature. I know, right? I, I saw it. and I thought, oh, this is going to get some snickers. But W B B J. Now I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's an ABC station. Get figure that one. Okay. Uh, the original story they have here is a gay Gibson County couple said they were assaulted when they tried to attend church services at the Grace Fellowship Church in Fruitland. Again, <laughs> no. Fruitland? Are you serious? This is just too easy. WWBJ in Fruitland. I, I will. Everyone knows I am not. The church located on Lube Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> um, I went over to take the keys out of the ignition, and all of a sudden I hear someone say, sick him, said Gibson County resident Jerry Pittman Jr. Pittman said the attack was prompted by the pastor of the church, Jerry Pittman, his father. My uncle and two other deacons came over to the car per my dad's request. My uncle smashed me in the door as the other deacon knocked my boyfriend back so he couldn't help me, punching him in his face and in his chest. The other deacon came and hit me through my car window in my back, said Pittman. He said bystanders did not offer assistance. He said the deacon yelled derogatory homosexual slurs even after officers arrived. He said officers never intervened to stop the deacons from yelling the slurs. Um, if I was on the scene, I would not have allowed that. The deputy should not have, should not have allowed it if he did, said Gibson County Sheriff Chuck Arnold. Yay. Um, Pittman said neither he nor Lee were allowed to press charges while at the church. I haven't talked to him, but that would be out of character for my deputy to say unless they were causing a problem themselves, said Sheriff Arnold. Prior to the couple filed assault charges against Deacons Billy Sims and Eugene McCoy. Uh, Pittman pressed additional charges against his father and Deacon Patrick Flatt. 
Astra Pittman's attorney contacted ABC Eyewitness News by phone and said she had no comment and demanded we not contact the pastor. Um, all parties are doing court October 4th, so this story is a little bit old here. Yeah. But that's a little more detail there. But uh, I, I got to say yay to Sheriff Chuck Arnold for saying that um, his deputy should definitely have intervened on that one. So, uh, you know, whatever the man's feelings about gays, at least he thought the guy should have done his job on that one. Uh, nobody so. should be nobody should be beat up no matter what your difference is. I mean, that's just well, they, well, they you would figure there'd be common sense with people, but I guess not. They shouldn't be, but then again, we just passed a, a unfortunately a very important milestone in our, our uh, community's history, which is uh, he lived that Matthew Shepard. Oh well, that too. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean it does happen, unfortunately. Still, uh, well, actually, Matthew Shepard is next is Tuesday or Wednesday. Why was I seeing stuff on Facebook about it being? Already- I, well, I saw it too. He have- lingered for a couple days. Okay, but he died oh, okay. on the twelfth. Okay. Yeah, I God, has okay. it already been thirteen years already? Yeah. Wow. Time flies. All right. All right. Well, let's uh. Speaking of time flying, let's go on to the next story because this is getting depressing. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Not every story the, on the show is an uplifting story, so we try our best to mix and match. Um, so here's another depressing story. Who wants to? Yay. Who's closest to Buffalo? <laughs> well, I got to go. Oh, okay. So can I take this one? No, I mean, I got a couple of minutes, but so can I, uh, I'll take this one? Yeah. Go and for then, it. Go ahead, read it, then we'll give you a plug. Oh, okay. Excuse me? And, uh, <laughs> and I, beg your your pa- I beg your pardon. Oh, that's no fun. All right. <laughs> okay. Buffalo. School suspends student who taunted sister of gay suicide victim. As we learned last month, the sister of 14-year-old bullying victim, J.D. Rodemeyer, Jamie Rodemeyer, was taunted with chants of, we're glad he's dead at a school event on the day of her brother's wake. The school has finally taken action. School District Superintendent Scott Martzloff confirmed that the student had been suspended and was to the fullest extent allowed under education law. We will not let the actions of any student threaten the emotional well-beings of others, he said. Police are considering charging a number of students in relation to Jamie's death. Meanwhile, state legislation has been proposing to curb the problem of anti-gay and other forms of bullying. State Senator Jeffrey Klein's bill is designed to modernize New York State's harassment laws and crack down on the emerging cyberbullying epidemic. All right, so... Kids are cruel. Yeah, kids are kids could be douchebags, but well, I'm glad the school did something. Yeah. When I was going to this, the school did nothing. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. Nope. Not the school, not the parish, not my parents. Nobody did anything. So I'm happy somebody did something about something. Well, they have to now because the, I mean, there's there's too much of this going on. The schools finally have to to actually take action because people Good. are actually dying. So. But all right. Well, that being said, uh, Patrick, do you want to uh, go and plug your show before you leave and, and just uh, give us give us the FYI on it? OK, sure. My show is Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets banned. And uh, what we do there, it's obviously a horror uh, movie discussion for a podcast. Um, I talk mostly about movies, occasionally books and um, weird events that go on in New York City, both, you know, theatrical and just otherwise. Uh, it's a whole lot of comedy. It's a whole lot of stories, and um, it's a great time, isn't it, Sater? It is. It's a whole lot of the f bomb too. <laughs> yeah, I got potty mouse. If you don't like it, go fuck yourself sideways. 
with a rusty dildo. And I might add, since Patrick is too humble to say that he was nominated for a podcast award for best GLBT podcast. For the second year in a row. Thank you. Thank you. And I can be found at www.screamqueens.com. And that's Queens with a Z. Thank you, Sater. Well, Patrick, thank you for joining us, and you're you're welcome back anytime to join us, sir. I would be happy to. Yeah, we uh, we're here six thirty every Sunday, so just uh, just it's a revolving door. If you could join us, great. If not, no worries. Just like my bedroom, fantastic. <laughs> thank <laughs> Bye, you, guys. sir. Have a good one. Bye. All right, so there you go. Make sure you check out Patrick's podcast. On to the wait. Any more thoughts about the the, the school other than kids are douchebags? I'm just glad Joey's not here because we'd have another half hour on this subject. <laughs> yeah. Joey may join us knowing him. He's probably joining us. Actually, that became... well, you know, he actually went to the boys' funeral. Yeah, actually, yeah. yeah. Well, he had, he had some good points last week. So, I mean, Joe, Joe, Joey doesn't realize I tend to agree with a lot of what he says. He just doesn't shut up long enough to let me explain <laughs> it. <laughs> it's like, no, Joey, Joey, just, just, Joe. Okay. <laughs> The so. opinions expressed by Anthony and Selma are not necessarily the opinions held by the rest of the <laughs> co-hosts. No, I've made a new soundbite for Joey. Actually, but, uh, yeah, you want me to play that soundbite? Go ahead, play it. We have, we have soundbites on the show now, so. Oh, dear. Oh, God. Oops. I guess it would help. Thank you, Gavin. I guess it would help if the sound was up. Hold on. That helps. And now, a tangent from this week in game. Uh, I don't know if you heard that, but it was a. Now we have a tangent. So, and then we have the breaking news. Sater, read the next story. Were you like holding a microphone up to a cassette player or something? Yeah, pretty much the speakers. Just, I don't know how to channel this back through yet. So, so oh. we're working with but we're working with podcast and a budget here, folks. That's like a can of string. Speaking of podcasting on a budget. Man, it would sure be great if people donated to the show. <laughs> yes, where could they donate, Sater? Well, I don't know. Why don't you tell us, Anthony? Well, if you enjoy this top quality show and you enjoy paying <laughs> for the value for value that you get, go to thisweekatgay.com and make a donation. Your donation will provide you with a clean white t-shirt representing the purity of this podcast. Oh, and- holy shit, there's nothing pure about this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All PayPal payments can be made to the email address qsledge2000 at yahoo.com. No, no, wait, wait, that's not it. <laughs> Oh, it's not? I could have sworn. Yes, you should all make all your payments to that one. No, it's mine. Yes. It's my email address, of which you can just go click on donate on thisweekingay.com. Or you can just go to that before-mentioned email address. <laughs> Either way, just send us <laughs> Send me blowjobs. Either or will work at this point. So Yeah, I need a new iPod. So All right, on to the next story, Seder. Or, you know, brother, actually, the brother yes. hasn't read yet. Brother, we There you go. So you give this to the unemployed guy. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're cruel. Yes, cruel and evil. U.S. study says gay men are less likely to be offered job interviews. An American study, that, uh, American study says that openly gay men are less likely to be called back for job interviews, particularly in South and Midwest. No this surprise so there. Uh, the research found that CVs, curriculum veritas, which indicates 
uh, an applicant is gay are 40% less likely to be granted an interview than those which do not. Harvard University research, Andreas, <laughs> some, some. Tilslick. Tilslick? That's what I'm going with. Sent uh, two realistic but fictitious CDs to 1,700 uh, white collar job openings, uh, such as managerial positions. One CV mentioned uh, relevant experience in a university gay society as a treasurer, while the other listed experience in progressive and socialistic alliances. Both were. Yeah, it seems like that was cut off there. <laughs> oh, missing sentence. Uh, Mr. Tilzik said that since employers are likely to associate both groups with uh, left-leaning political views, that would separate any gay penalty from the effects of political discrimination. Results show that the applicants without the gray re gay reference had an 11.5% chance of being called for an interview. However, CVs, which mentioned the gay society, had only a 7.2% chance. The difference amounted to a 40% higher chance of heterosexual applicants getting a call. Yeah, uh, this 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 yeah. this was readily apparent to me because when I started looking for a job on my last job search, um, at first I started with something in reference to the LGBT podcast I do, and I was getting nothing until I, I took that line out of the resume. And people told me that generally they will look at that and they think, oh, well, if he is that um, involved in something like that, then he's probably um, – Really, uh, basically, it's like a, a flag that you're psychotic and that you're going to be, you know, uh, parading around and stuff like that. That, you, you know, it makes people think you're, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Obsessive, um, ex excessive. I think that uh, that describes say, most podcasters. Yeah. I was about to yeah. say, uh, how far from the truth was this, Anthony? How far was what? Obsessive and excessive. Well, well, not that far, but I mean, that doesn't mean that <laughs> I can't be a productive individual in the well, workplace. No, no. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I mean, that was, I mean, that was, I mean, what I do outside my home does not carry much into my workplace. Yeah. But, but yeah, it was, it was, it was really apparent to me when I started that, that as soon as I removed that, I started getting more callbacks. And I think a couple of positions that said that they were readily interested in me all of a sudden start stopped calling me. I never heard back from them. I think once they did their research into me. So sadly, this is very, very prevalent. Oh, and I hate to interrupt, but apparently they're indicating that there's music playing over the line that's drowning out our voices. Oh, oh, I'm hold on a second here. Continuing on. <laughs> I'll have to, I'll have to do some actual editing for this show. So, God forbid. Exactly. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. So, uh, who wants to read about our my, our asshole uh, Senate uh, Senator? Uh, uh, okay. Conflict over gay cure study. No, 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 wait, 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 no. That's not it. What? Well, well, which one are we? Boehner. Boehner. Doma. Hang on. Oh yes. Okay. Sorry. Actually, I'll read this because he's from my state and he's an embarrassment. Fine. Go ahead. House Speaker John Dipshit has tripled the allocation <laughs> to defend Doma on the possible 1.5 million budget. 
a modified contract be between the general counsel to the House of the Representatives and former solicitor General Paul Clement of Bancroft PLLC sits in cap of 750000 which can be raised up to $1.5 billion. It is absolutely unconscionable. I think they made that word up. That Speaker Oompa Loompa is triply the cost for his legal boondoggle to defend the Indefensible Defense of Marriage Act. Drew Hamill, a spokesman for the Democratic leader Nancy Pelosi, said in a statement, A time when Americans are hurting and job creation should be the top priority. It just goes to show how of touch Republicans have become and would spend $1.5 million to defend discrimination in our country. Representative That's Ger- good. That's good. Representative Gerald Nader. Are you saying that's good in terms yeah, of... Yeah, we don't need any more of this bullshit. Oh, okay, so... Oh, but doesn't well, he have just dreamy blue eyes? Yeah, which cry often. Which is amazing since he's such filled with such shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah, well, you know, one thing I would like to point out is that 1.5 million is only twice 750,000. Which means what? Well, they said it tripled it. Oh, well... Yeah. Um, some gay guy can't add. Yes, well, I don't think it. Well, I'm sure it's still too much. Addition. Say what? Say what, David? Liberal pinkle commie mathematician. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it just. Go, mark my words. Let's let's Sater put this in the prediction book, if you would. So hold on, let me get the prediction book out here. Get the prediction okay. book ready. Um, Mr. Uh, Boner will be actually come out as gay in about five years. He'll be caught some sort of gay scandal. Okay. It is in the prediction book, Karnak. Because no heterosexual does that much tanning for any other reason. So so put that in the prediction book. We'll see. If Maybe he's originally from Jersey. No, I th- I'm not sure where he's from, but he's, he's way too tan for a normal straight guy. So. Anyhow, all right, moving on to the next story. Now you can read a Q sledge. Two professors from American religious universities claim that they have evidence to show that sexual orientation can be changed. Mark Yarhouse of Regent University and Stanton Jones at Wheaton College say that almost a quarter of the people they studied over six to seven years were able to become straight. The study results have been con- contested by other academics who say that while behavior may change, sexual, sexual orientation remains the same. Yarhouse and Jones followed 98 patients who attended Exodus Ministries, which claim that any individual can experience freedom from homosexuality, though the support of caring individuals and the healing power of Jesus Christ. According to CNN, 35 of those on the program dropped out, with some claiming that they were cured of all homosexual inclinations. One one remained gay, the study said. Of 65 remaining, 23% were said to have become heterosexual. 30% became celibate, which the authors said was evidence of a reduction in homosexuality. The findings of this study appear to contradict the commonly expressed view that sexual orientation is not changeable, the authors wrote. Yarhouse told CNN, I'd like to see mental health organizations to show greater respect for diversity of how a person chooses to live their life and live this out. But other experts dismissed the findings. Eli Coleman, professor and director of human sexuality and at the University of Minnesota Medical School, said, We've been going through this over and over. 
you can get behavioral changes, but not orientation change. You can get short-term behavioral change. It's not sustained. Dr. Jack Drescher, an associate professor of psychology at New York Medical College, said the study was at odds with the bulk research on the topic. <laughs> Shut up, Seder. He said, I think authors have a bias and have a bias. Everybody has a bias. Excuse me. That's where your combination data that does support their data. Anyways. All right. So what do we think of this story, guys? Bullshit. Yeah. I mean, just because you're just because you're celibate doesn't mean you're not gay. Go ahead, brother. And the Catholic Church does know that uh, has found that out very well. (laughs) Yes, indeed. David, any thoughts? Um, not much to add here. I mean, it's the the fact that it's Regent University, and I, I'm not sure about Wheaton College. I mean, is it Regent the one by uh, Jerry Fulton? No, that's Liberty. Liberty. No, uh, Regent. Um, God, I can't remember what. I think it was Pat Robertson started Regent. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the other big wigs like that um, who started Regent, but I don't remember right now who it was. I love how people's perception is is if you're not in- actively engaging in any sort of homosexual activity, all of a sudden you're not gay. It's like, um, you may still have feelings and desires. <laughs> well, what does that say for a, a straight person who decides to be celibate? What do they suddenly become? Eunuchs. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, right? Actually, eunuchs were gay. They discovered eunuchs. Well, that were- makes them not straight, so therefore they're gay. Exactly. Yeah, you go. The logic behind it confounds me. Find some really hot guy, get him not to have sex with a girl for a while. Wow, he's suddenly gay. Yeah, toaster oven. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, it just, it just amazes me that people's conception. I mean, there is a little bit of a misconception of what the term, the the word is, because some people associate the act more than the mindset. But yeah. I mean, that's just someone that doesn't quite understand what being gay is all about. But it's also just an example of of what's commonly called intellectual dishonesty when you are bending your your facts to fit your theory, right? Which is not at all the way the scientific method works. The scientific method says that the facts have to uphold the theory, right? Or that you know you you test the you test you get data. And you test that against your your theory, and you decide whether or not the theory is of any use. And if it is, then you know, you've got evidence to support the theory. If not, then you don't. You and, modify the theory. And how many times in our history, both in government and also with re- religious institutions, have they bent the facts in order to match their particular theory? Well, I mean, it's happened a lot, even in the most supposedly academic studies. Anytime that somebody out there has some kind of agenda or some right. acts to grind, I mean, the facts are going to get bent. Um, hello, tobacco industry. Yeah. Well, Galileo. Uh, exactly. Uh, Galileo. <laughs> Galileo. 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 <laughs> some of the, I, you know, as far as like Galileo and, and, you know, before that time, they really didn't understand how things worked. It was not really until somebody came forward and said, yeah, I'm looking at it this way, and this is the theory I've come up with. Well, also when you're also better. when you're actually being threatened to with your head being chopped off. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Mm, yeah, the well, and for the time, and even now for this time, mm. um, there's a certain amount of advantage gained by keeping people in the dark. Yep, 
at that time, certainly it was keeping the church and the governments that the church propped up in power and basically keeping the people disempowered because disempowered, ignorant people are very easy to manipulate. So it's very easy to keep monarchies and keep um, totalitarian regimes or... Well, you're controlling the masses. I mean, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's basically the same thing they're still trying now. It's just in this day and age, people are... People have much more access to information, um, which doesn't necessarily mean that we're any smarter because many times we still we haven't gained the good critical thinking skills to understand um, the wheat from the chaff, so to speak, or the bullshit from the from the gold. Well, plus I think it just sometimes. Oh, uh, hang on, guys! I've I've got a second call. Uh oh. Oh, hang on. Um, can you? Uh, can you guys put me on pause for a minute? I've got, or hang on, let me mute. How can I do that? Uh, let me kick off the call real quick. I gotta answer something. All Sorry. Right. Go ahead okay. and answer your call. Yeah. Hang on, hang on. Let me. Where is the boop? This is only going to end in tears. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's move that's, on. To- that's my take on it. It's just it. It's once again, it's another example of somebody trying to put out something that sounds very scholarly. Right. But the second you really start picking through it, you realize that it's just manipulating facts to fit some predetermined conclusion. Um, they have the predetermined conclusion that people can be changed uh, from gay to straight, um, even though, you know, if, if the opposite should be true, that right. if it's possible to change one way, you should be able to change the other. So I'm reading the chat room. They're also saying... Um these researchers were from a school that has anti-gay leanings. This was a fixed piece. Well, of course it was. So it, yeah, it's it's a traditionally uh, mainstream, very right-wing Christian school. Right. I mean, I, I hate to generalize too much, but they're not exactly known for being very progressively thinking. Right. When it comes to anything other than. I don't know what's between Genesis and Revelation. And even sometimes then they're not necessarily forward thinking about Genesis to Revelation. So, yeah, because yeah. God knows those Beatitudes are boring. Because <laughs> they're just so and so married so and so, and then so and so married so and so, and then so and so married so and so. I mean, they just put people to sleep just reading that. So, um, that's not what the Beatitudes I are all about, but this is not going to be a religious. <laughs> There's there's something that that's that's all about who married who and what. All right, moving on. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Did we did did we do a tangent? Was that a tangent? Hold on. I have. Hold on. Well, never mind. <laughs> you just woke Sater. Right? We are so professional here. <laughs> oh, one of these days I'll be a professional podcaster. All right, uh, let's go on to the next story. Hold on, next story. Somebody hurry, quick. Chicago City scales back gay pride parade to curb public drunkenness. What? Yep, Chicago is altering the root size and starting time of its annual gay pride parade to curb public drunk drinking and to accommodate crowds that topped 800,000 the last year. The most important change is the starting time. The parade held on the last Sunday in June will step off at 10 a.m. instead of noon. Unless you're a hardcore drinker. Come on, these are faggots. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. 10 o'clock in the morning, said parade coordinator Richard Pfeiffer. I just hope... 
my only problem with this is, are they going to do it to the St. Patrick's Day Parade too? Yeah, Probably really. Not. Go ahead, David. What was that, David? I was just agreeing with Sater. Like, yeah, right. Yeah. So, so was there a lot of problems in Chicago last year? Anybody? I'm just. I'm just I wasn't there. I wasn't there either. Uh, we need to. That eight hundred thousand people got top during the parade. That that would have been. If you donate to This Week in Gay, next year all of us will go to the Pride Parade in Chicago. Yes, and how can you donate, Sater? <laughs> well, why don't you tell him, Anthony? <laughs> you can donate your PayPal to qsledge2000 at yahoo.com. <laughs> okay. So, so QSledge, you're going to be the official treasurer of this podcast That if you keep saying that, so unless you oh, want that crap. job. <laughs> And every week that there's no money in the account, Anthony's going to yell at you. Oh, great. Who nominates Q Sledge as the official treasurer of This Week of Gay? Say A. No, oh. I'm sure this is a gay podcast. We say, hey. hey. <laughs> fabulous. Hey, uh, fabulous. <laughs> All right. On to the next story. Oh, hey, it's another Tennessee story. I think we'll give this to the Tennessean. Oh, yeah. It's always got to be the Tennessean, doing the Tennessee stories. Of course. Mm. And, and really stress your accent Tennessee. here, David. I mean, really, let's go Let's go old school here. Well, it depends on which part of Tennessee we're talking about, because contrary to popular belief, there's not one single Tennessee it's accent. But anyway, yeah, wherever that is. Um, okay. Tennessee student claims his principal assaulted him for wearing a T-shirt in support of a school gay straight alliance. Chris Sigler, 17, a student at Sequoia High School, wore a homemade shirt which read, GSA, we've got your back, last Tuesday. He said a teacher told him not to wear it in, future, in the future, but knowing his rights, he wore it again the following Friday. Sigler claims that Principal Maurice Moser, who previously threatened to punish students for publicizing a proposed gay straight alliance, grabbed his arm, shoved him, and chest bumped him repeatedly while asking, who's the big man now? Uh, Moser had ordered all students to leave the classroom, but Sigler's sister, Jessica, who refused to leave, witnessed the incident, the siblings said. Sigler's mother reported that when she arrived at the school that afternoon, she saw Moser leaning over her son and shouting in his face. The family filed a report about the incident with the Monroe County Sheriff, Sheriff's Department. Sigler said, all I want is to have a GSA at my school to help stop the bullying against gays and lesbians and their friends who support them. The shirt was a way to use my voice to show my support for the club. The way I was treated shows even more why we need a GSA here. He is being supported by the American Civil Liberties Union of Tennessee, which has written to the school to demand that student, students' free speech rights be protected. Wow. Go, kid. Uh, what, the yes. biggest thing there is that it was the principal that I was mean, being the bully. Yeah. Well, his name is Maurice. <laughs> oh, God. And he obviously had a lot of intent involved because he evacuated the classroom. He intended to do something like that. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't want witnesses. And uh, and that is like. Whoop. Nope. Uh oh. Larry. I'm here. Larry's gone. Uh oh. Larry disappeared. He had very something very poignant to say too. Okay, I'm trying to find out. Oh, okay, I was trying to find out where Monroe County is. Okay, that is southeastern Tennessee, just above um, Chattanooga, actually. 
So Tennessee, I mean, is pretty backwards to begin with. So I mean, it's, I mean, certain you know certain areas of Tennessee can be a little bit progressive. I mean, Davidson County, Nashville, um, mostly is. Uh, they actually had um, passed a an ordinance that um, added sexual orientation as a protected class, which then basically got overridden by the Tennessee legislature, um, saying that they couldn't do that. Yeah. Um, and there's actually, there was actually one other county somewhere right in the middle of West Tennessee. It was the only other county in 2008 that voted for Obama. Every, the whole can, the whole. It's so funny. I looked when the, when the election was over. I looked at the the county map for Tennessee. There were two blue counties, and everything else was red. I mean, you know, it doesn't shock me my home my home county of Unicoi, but. Um, I was actually kind of amazed at that one other little one. I don't know what, why that one in particular, but they well, surprised me too much. I mean, I'm sure Tennessee and Kentucky are probably the, probably the, and some parts of Virginia are probably the most backward states. So I mean, it, the further the, south you go, the more conservative you're going to go to begin with. So it's, it's sadly, it's it's. I, I don't uh, I would expect this out of Tennessee, but it just goes to show that how absolutely mean and uh, illogical, deplorable and abhorrent some people can be to children. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't care what your opinion is. Uh, keep uh, keep your religion out of the schools and keep your uh, your disgust for it out of the schools. And kids should be allowed to be, talk about it. Kids should be allowed to eat to discuss gay topics in schools. It affects yeah. them and there are gay kids. So there are gay kids. And I, I don't know. I, I'm trying to remember, um, where exactly the legal precedent is on this. I know that courts have upheld dress codes before and they have upheld this, the, the principal's right to say, you can't wear something like that to school. If it's a danger, if it's going to cause a danger to the kid, I can maybe understand that. But obviously, since the principal was the one that was causing the issue, I don't think that they have any grounds to stand on. So, yeah, I mean, the, the principal, the principal was definitely wrong. I mean, whatever happens, um, short of, you know, if, if the parents have signed consent for corporal punishment, that's one thing. But <laughs> they really there are is there really parents that sign for that these days? Um, uh, in Tennessee, yeah. Oh God. Uh, well, let's, let me put it to you this way: um, all the way through my graduation from high school, it happened. You Horrible didn't have punishment. To, yeah, you didn't have to sign a consent form then. Yeah, well, now we, you probably do. We 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 thankfully have progressed farther in in society than that. Oh, yeah. I mean that bullshit. Uh, but getting back to the central point, no, the, the principal was definitely in the wrong for assaulting the student because I don't care what, um, you don't, you don't do what this principal did to him. And it's certainly my hope that that principal gets fired for that. Oh, He's, I would have to imagine it, either that or he steps down. Um, I, yeah. Unless uh, it's such a backward city that the whole city comes out to defend him, which might be a whole thing, but I mean, I, I don't know. I was looking at Monroe County and it's right on the state line, which is it's right along the Appalachian train, Appalachian mountain chain. I don't know exactly where um, Sequoia High School is and all of that. I do know, however, though, that that and this is a bit of a generalization. 
you don't necessarily find the most progressively minded people in the Appalachian Mountains. Right. Say that because I am from that area. But um, thank God you got out. <laughs> I think though most parents, at some point, they for for let's put it this way: good, healthy, balanced parents are going to sit there and think that could have been my child. <laughs> that could, no, but I'm saying they're thinking, you know. Um, Chat room says it's cousin fucker territory. That's why I was they, laughing. You know, they, they may not. They may, you know, they may feel like you know beating the tar out of their kid for being gay, but don't let somebody else do it. Right. Right. I mean, and it, like, <laughs> Seder, are we boring you? I'm trying to bring a sense of culture. I'm sorry we didn't have nothing about Monterey, California, but. <laughs> Oh, and praise Jesus, you'll never have anything about Monterey, California. <laughs> you're just shit out of luck this week, so you know, you, you're, you're kind of dealing with whatever we could get. Sorry. All right. On, 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 I still on, love you, though. I, I, on to the next story, if you would, please. And Seder, since you were snoring, you get to read it. No, it's Brother Sinaitis' charm. Oh, I'm sorry. Brother, please read it. Okay. Uh, let's see. No Prop 8 repeal try in uh, 2012. Setting polls that are still too close to call... Equality California has announced that they will not attempt to place a repeal of Proposition 8 on the 2012 ballot. Equality uh, California says that while public opinion on marriage for same-sex couples has increased since Proposition 8 passed in 2008, support continues to hover near 50%, indicating more work must be done before asking voters to overturn Proposition 8. Though what uh, would inevitably uh, be a very expensive and difficult campaign. In addition, the Perry versus Brown legal challenge to Proposition 8 has provided hope that the freedom to marry can be restored in California and, and create a legal precedent to protect marriage without the potential risk and expense of a multi-million dollar campaign in these very trying economic times. I thought this was uh, overturned by the courts. We're not all up to the Supreme Court. It's in the federal court system. It's yeah. In, it's in the federal courts right now? Did they ever decide that the, well, I mean, the attorney general and the governor decided not to re appeal it. Did they ever decide that the uh, supporters had standing? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. I actually think this is a good call. Yeah. So, yeah. so where are we at then? No, uh, chat room says, no, the Scalia court will vote on vote to preserve proposition eight. Ooh. oh boy but but the thing is at the moment it may never get to them why is that because nobody's a, well jerry brown and the attorney general of california have decided not to appeal and it's the question of does the people that uh, put up the proposition have standing whether they can appeal it and if they find that they don't have standing it's stuck where it's at yeah Oh, so basically, we're just—it's just going to—it's just going to be stuck. We're in procedural at the moment. Okay, but right. is, is there a possibility it could go to the Supreme Court? The California Supreme Court is determining standing at this time. I'm—I'm I'm not familiar with what standing is, so I will defer to uh, David, the legal expert here. Okay, well, standing basically means that you can prove that you were somehow harmed by whatever. In this case. The people who are trying to um, defend, uh, let me think here. I'll just look at this. 
the people who basically got Prop 8 into law, you know, lar- by and large, um, are trying to say that repealing it um, would somehow harm them. You know, that, that legalizing same-sex marriage would somehow harm them. Okay. Uh, that's something that in a tort case can be very, very difficult to prove a lot of times. Because that's basically, when, when you're talking about standing and things like that, you're talking like a tort case. It's different from a criminal case. Um, the standard of proof for a for a tort case is much lower. It's just preponderance of evidence, 50% plus one, basically. Um, but what they're trying to do is just they're trying to prove to the court that somehow uh, getting rid of Prop 8 would harm them. Uh, and they've thrown every single stupid argument at uh, the court so far, and none of it's getting anywhere, needless to say, because it's the same tired arguments we've heard in every state in this country. Gotcha. One or another. It was even some of the same arguments that were used to defend sodomy laws. So it's just, it's the same legal stuff all over again. It actually benefits us in a way because this is setting legal precedent that these legal arguments and these, these, um, He's trying to show, um, trying to show harm and show evidence of potential harm. The more that it gets out in court, and the more the court rules against it, the more that can be a legal precedent that can be used later on down the road if a court so chooses. So uh, it's 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 actually so we're basically just going through the procedures right now in the court. Right. Okay. It's it's kind of like can we even have a trial? Is there? It's almost like it's like trying to sue someone for a broken arm. And all you got was a sprain. Right. You didn't get a broken arm. You just had a sprain. Or your arm was totally, nothing happened to your arm at all. You know, uh, it's almost like you're trying to sue for someone else's broken arm. That kind of thing. So that's basically what standing is all about, is that you can prove it. You somehow got harmed. um, And that's really, I mean, it, you have to prove it absolutely beyond evidence because um, the federal court system does not hear hypothetical cases. Right. And the Supreme Court definitely does not hear hypothetical cases. Some state court systems do, but the federal court system does not. There has to be actual something happened here. So that's kind of where they're hitting a snag right now. They're trying to... Uh, raise the specter of harm potentially happening, and it's going to get them nowhere in the federal court system. Well, so, good. Then hof- hopefully we could send enough precedents up and to the point where then they could actually repeal this thing legally, and then it's it's settled once and for all, question mark? Well, the potential for the precedents is there, but future courts have to recognize that as a precedent. Uh-huh. Have to recognize, you know, whatever District 9 federal court says they have to say okay that was a good legal decision we can therefore um kind of set that part of the case aside as okay this is settled law right uh contrary to what a lot of people want to want to uh, make you believe the courts do actually create law it's not it does not have the the same amount of force potentially as the legislated law no it's it's unwritten law which was one thing i learned back way 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 back back when I was in young and middle schools, that a lot of laws are basically court decisions that are just passed down. So, right, and and they are. I mean, as long as a future court keeps upholding that decision, uh, if ever that decision is 
overturned, which has happened many times throughout our history, then it's no longer considered law unless it gets legislated in by a legislature, survives um, judicial review, or, God forbid, it gets written into a constitution, depending on what the Depending on what it is, okay. I won't say God forbid, because in some cases, it's actually been a good thing, like you know, equality for African Americans. Right. Well, hopefully, I'm not asking for a constitutional amendment, but it would be nice if we could just get equality for LGBT people. But we don't need the amendment. We already have the Fourteenth Amendment, equal protection under the law. Yeah, but for some reason, our constitution just seems to be shredded left and right by people who have ulterior motives and ulterior means. But but for that, I would, I would recommend listening to the No Agenda podcast, of which Adam Curry goes into dissecting the media and how they try to basically screw everyone over to keeping us all the lower class and taking away all of your money and keeping, keeping the man down. So go check out the No Agendas podcast and the No Agenda stream of which we are on and has the automatic satyr snoring filter so you don't have to hear him snore. So. Mm, thank God. <laughs> you got your boat whistle, Anthony. <laughs> say, what, say what, David? You got your boat whistle handy? My boat whistle? Yes. Why would I have a boat whistle? To wake up the satyr. Oh, oh, gotcha. No, no. No, mm. I do have a harmonica around here somewhere. Hold on. No, for the love of God, no. Hold on. <laughs> now, you just get a recorder and you pull off the end of the reed and. You... Oh, holy crap. Anybody for a campfire song? <laughs> Nobody knows the, the trouble, trouble I see. Seen. Are the bitches I want to slap right now? <laughs> <laughs> So sorry, I, I ducked out in the middle of that story, but my computer crashed. Oh, well, you're. And back. I had to jump on my laptop, and then I had to resolve some internet issues with that. Okay. It's a bad week in tech for me. What can I say? <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> That's copyrighted. Leo Laporte. <laughs> I said bad week in tech. Oh, okay. This All right. Well, that being said, this actually concludes this week in gay. And uh, we'll go around. Everybody can uh, talk a little bit about their shows. And uh, I got a lot of editing to do. So uh, first, uh, Mr. Q Sledge, Mr. Larry Queen, tell us about you. Yes, my name is Larry. And on the Twitters, my name is also Q Sledge. You can find me either on Mevio at brainhammer.mevio.com for my regular podcast. Or you can check out my new podcast, trickbrain.mevio.com. Because Trick Brain is uh, about me coming out, uh, love, dating, and relationships, and sex. And uh, <laughs> the first episode of that is out now. You may not be able to find that on iTunes yet because it is yet to be approved. But it is out there, and you can send any inquiries to Trick Brain. Thank you, Seder. Uh, Trick Brain at Yahoo.com. All right. Speaking of Seder, Mr. Seder, if you would. I can be found at my podcast, The Sater Sphere. That's S A T Y R S P H E R E. You can find us on iTunes at The Sater Sphere or online at satersphere.blogspot.com. All right. Then we have Mr. Brother, Sin- not really Mr., but Brother Sinatus. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Brother Sinatus. All right. Then last, but definitely not least, it's that Blue Jeans guy. Yes, host of that Blue Jeans Guy podcast, and occasionally David's Salon. Um, 
It's a, well, mostly weekly uh, podcast about whatever's going on in my life. For those of who ever want to listen to it, for that. <laughs> and uh, featuring independent music, music as well. So if you want to know what's going on in my life and not ask embarrassing questions <laughs> on people's podcasts, listen to that bluejeansguy.com. Also on iTunes. All right. And there you go, folks. And of course, I'm Anthony. You can find us and all the information of various podcast shows. I actually have been recording some podcast shows with JT with this uh, Real, Men, Real Men Wear Pink that uh, are actually all recorded. He's just got to post the darn things. So, uh, Which will mean about next year at this time? Yeah. Yeah. Probably, probably about next year. But you can go check all that stuff out at This Weekend Gay or ShantyNotleman.com. That being said, thank you all for joining us, and uh, we will see you next time on This Week in Gay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Hello. Greetings. Hello. Greetings and salutations. Hello. Anybody else uh, forced to upgrade Skype? Oh, God, nope. no. Not another upgrade, please. Yeah, I was on a rather important phone call the other day on Skype, and I totally got freaking blasted off of it. Which version are you using? Uh, how do I tell which, which version it is? Are you on Mac or Windows? I'm on Windows. Then I can't help you.
Oh, well. <laughs> so now the, it's like there's a bubbly-looking Skype logo in the background, and when people are calling, there's there's no longer the little wavy thing. Now it's just a, a, like three dots on, on the pictures of people. Somewhere in the preferences area, there should be... Um... Well, go to help and the bot, whatever, about. I think it is. Mm -hmm. About Skype. Oh, then... Skype version. There we go. Uh, 5.5.0.119. That's what I'm using. All right, so I'm on the Mac version. It's 5.3.0.1074. Well, Mac's always behind the uh, Windows. Well, <laughs> only with Skype because it's such a shitty product, but don't get me started. Well, it's also a Microsoft product. Yeah, Mac. now it is. <laughs> Let's see how Microsoft screws this one up. <laughs> uh, mm, 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 mm. So has anybody seen my tweets about how pissed I am that my iPod Touch has gone shit up on me? <laughs> what happened to your iPod Touch? It got wet. Well, whose fault how is that? How did it get wet? Well, I had spilled some water on my nightstand, and I picked it up really quick. And I was like, it was pitch black, and I felt the counter, and it was dry. And I forgot that my iPod Touch was laying, like, face down right there. Oh. And so apparently the puddle eventually spread. Yeah, the first thing you want to do is you want to try putting it into a bag of rice and give it about three days. It might come back. Well, the thing is, um, I've got it in a in the correct type of rice, the in a in a bag of rice now. But I mean, it can hook up and everything works except for the screen. Oh, it's the just chest. like you then, huh? <laughs> mm -hmm. So, Seder, you're still overmodulated for some reason. No, I am not. Yes, you are. <laughs> like that. No, he's just naturally that loud and obnoxious. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I made you and I can break you too. There's no breaking on the show. Yeah. So. Although I do have to admit now that the uh whatchamacallit? The new Skype I have up now everybody's icons, picture icons are blurred. Are blurred. Yeah, apparently so they ex lucky. Yeah, I can barely recognize you. Well, I can't vouch for Skype in any way, shape, or form. So, yeah, it's quite a. Uh, but it is you do get what you pay for? So, yes, but, indeed. All right, so let's try. I don't know if. Well, I've got. I I'm trying out the group video thing now. So. Oh, did you pay for the group video? Not yet. I'm yeah. just I'm just on the trial. Yeah. Let's see. Can you hear this? A little bit, yeah. And now a tangent. Yeah, the only problem week. is I'm not sure how to get that to go back into the um <coughs> What? Who's laughing? Nothing. I think I thought he was oinking, actually. Yeah, I don't know how to get that so it plays out to the uh, to the host stator. I know there's a way to do that, but I think it requires Soundflower. I have okay. Uh, uh, that must be some Apple. Yeah, food it's food an thing. Apple thing. So <laughs> I'm not quite sure how to. It's three o'clock. Are, are we already live on the stream? Yeah, we're already live. Oh, okay, good. So this okay. is the uh, the pre-show. Glad I didn't say anything embarrassing or like, like eating know. a bowl of chili. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck you. What's the inside joke for that? 
You have to listen to Gavin's audio booze. Uh, yeah. Why? What happened? Uh, I didn't know that he was recording, and I knew that he was away from the mic, so I just started talking about some stuff and then eating a Progresso three bean chili. And apparently, noisily. Yeah, apparently, I, because the mic was like right next to my mouth, it was quite noisy, and he put it out in a boo. Like that. Worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Worse. <laughs> There were crackers involved. Yes, there were crackers. <laughs> That's right, I forgot the crackers. <laughs> yes, I. Uh, we did the one show where we ate on the air, and man, it's amazing how much people bitch about that. Oh my god, don't eat on the air. It's so annoying. <laughs> uh, all right. So, is anyone else around? I have one person who may want to join. Who's that? Patrick of the Scream Queens podcast. Oh, well, would oh. you uh, page him for me? I'm trying. Say, weren't they nominated in one of those categories? He was, yes. That is awesome. Let's see. Rambo, Joey. I, honestly, I hope I never get nominated for any of that stuff because it sounds so annoying to have to deal with. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is very much annoying, too. Because you have to just tell people to just... It's not even... I mean, people can vote multiple times, which to me disregards any authenticity. Because God forbid, you just have a different IP address, you can just vote. No, because that they they saw through that issue last year. So hopefully, the separate IP isn't so much of a problem. Mm. It's still bullshit, I, but don't get me started on that. I added him to the window. I don't know if you can. I see him. It doesn't. Uh, looks like it's dialing. I mean, let's see. Call. Let me try calling. Let's see who else is on. Yeah, I find myself. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking of starting this earlier. Does uh, what is uh, what time is it for you guys? It is three, three for us. Three yeah. for you on the West Coast. It's four for me in Denver. Or for you in Denver. So does this work well for you guys, or is this problematic? Hold on a second, I don't have my earphones. Oh, oh my god, no you don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, anytime works for me, but the thing is, I just got back home from being on call, so, you know, I may at any particular given point be called out of the house to go deal I with I will you call know. you out. <laughs> I will call you out, mister. <laughs> I ain't putting up with people's shit anymore. I'll tell you that right now. Bad for me. Say, say what, brother? Uh, an hour earlier wouldn't be bad for me. Okay. So, five o'clock then? Two, three, well, two, three p.m. West Coast? Whatever. All right, well, uh, might have some issues for me in uh, November, December when I have a matinee. Sending a request to Patrick. Oh, he's cute. <laughs> Is this an obscene phone call? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Hello, Miss. And, and if you haven't heard the Scream Queens podcast, it's pretty good. If you like horror movies, it's, it's a great, great show. Hello, sir. Nice to meet you. I'm having Hi. issues keeping up on the regular shows I usually listen to. And there's new ones that I haven't gotten to yet. Yeah, I, I added two new podcasts today because of those goddamn podcast awards, shows I haven't heard. So I'll give them a try. So, yeah. so Patrick, tell us about your show real quick. Uh, well, Scream Queens, it's um, 
basically a horror discussion show. Uh, I talk about horror movies mostly, but also about weird events that go on here in New York, theater events and other things. Um, the twist is that it's from a gay angle, and it involves comedic stories about my family and my life, and it's about a hundred other things than just horror movies. And, and it's we, and and we, just, we just got nominated for Best GLBT Podcast. Yeah, Yay. yeah, yeah. Rub it in. <laughs> <laughs> We're so happy for you. <laughs> I was nominated one year too, and if you even get anywhere close to being in those people with the blue hair, it's amazing. Oh, please! I'm not even dreaming of winning. <laughs> it's just a pleasure to be nominated. Actually, the the GLB actually so. category is the hardest one for me right now. Honk. Mm-hmm. But, There's right. a lot of good podcasts in that one. Was there? Um... Hold on. You know what? Hold on one minute. I gotta go get a towel. I'll be right back. Honk. Yeah. A towel? Oh, oh don't my. Well, he is one hoopy fruit who always knows where his towel is. Hey, nice <laughs> riff. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh. uh, Patrick, this is Larry. Larry, this is Patrick. Hi, Larry. How you doing? I'm doing good. It's a little bit of a busy day for me. My iPod Touch is currently sitting in rice. and uh, Oh, no. Yeah, but the good news is is that my uh, iPhone 4S will hopefully be here on Friday. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm back. Patrick, this is Brother Sinatus. Brother Sinatus, this is Patrick. Hello. Hello there. Sir. Everybody, does everybody know everybody? We do now. Okay. We do now. I'm being a little social hostess over here. Well, good. That's yeah. why I brought you on board, Seder. Yes. Seder is very kind to hand out the gay handshakes via Skype. <laughs> oh, is that what he's calling them now? Yeah. Um, Patrick, I, I need your Gmail account to send you the show notes if you would like to join us. Okay. Um, I really can't tonight, quite honestly. Uh, we've got dinner plans, but I can sit in for a little while, I guess. Okay. Well, okay. Uh, I was pretty much just wanted to start early to um, – I don't know, I guess talk about Steve Jobs, although I was I'm in a little bit better state of mind than I was two days ago. So mm-hmm. um but I was, you know, I was thinking along the minds of you know, if it wasn't for a lot of his effort and a lot of the inventions that came from his effort, we wouldn't even be podcasting to begin with. This is true. Let alone have the iTunes store which allows us to distribute our podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so my account, uh, let me, I guess I can just type this to you, can't I? Yeah, just put in the chat room, so. Okay. Even if you can't, uh, join us, at least you'll be kept up on the show notes, so. Excellent. Which means another email each week. <laughs> oh, God forbid. <laughs> so, yes. But, um, but yeah, so I was just curious on everyone's, uh, oh, we got people in the chat room too, so. Um, there we go. There's, wait, there's a chat room? Yeah, yes. Pride48.com. By the way, we're oh. live. Just in case you were weren't aware. Okay. All right. I was not. Not that anybody really listens. But <laughs> That's a chat room. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Patrick. Oh, you're an, you're an actor? Yes, I am. I did, I did not know that. That's well, awesome. a singer. What gay person isn't an actor? Come on. <laughs> well, that's true. We are all a little <laughs> bit. true. Well, yeah. I have performed so many times throughout my life, it's not funny. Faking <laughs> your orgasms doesn't count. That too. Oh, dear. <laughs> well, I can I can say, and I'm sure uh, Seder will agree, I have a horrible singing voice. 
Uh, I don't think anybody. I, has I'd a say horrible... that. I would. There's no reason why I would say that. I don't think anybody has a horrible singing voice. Everybody. Just oh no, needs... some people do. Yes. No, some people do. Yeah. <laughs> no, you just need a little yes. practice. When the dogs start howling. No. And the cats start no, prowling. I, I, I don't believe. I don't believe diet, that. Yeah. I believe everybody's got range. You just got Neil Diamond. It can hit five notes and look how much he's done. I mean, come on. Far can play far. travel and far. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Love on the rocks ain't no surprise. I'm a drinking owl coming in your eyes. Yesterday's gone. All I want is smile. Hang with Barbara Streisand. God, how, how did that ever come to pass? <laughs> Who knows? So, but yeah, so anyhow, um, she's a man eater. <laughs> What? She is? What? <laughs> the Freak Geek says, My voice is horrid. Asked Seder and Q Sledge. I sang yesterday. They bled from. You know, I used to have a very bad voice, and now I'm. Uh, now what's, you know, what I discovered is once you start practicing karaoke in your car, you actually start getting better because you actually get to listen to yourself try to sing. So. Really? Well, I've been doing that for years, and people just stare at me and going, "What the hell is wrong with that guy?" Well, no, you, gotta, well, you, have, you have to actually have karaoke tracks, so you actually learn what. Oh, your, what your voice gotcha. is. I I have a vocal director who's also a coach, and he says everybody can sing. It's just a matter of placement and and, and what and and you know resonance. It's just and, and, and uh, placement and uh, pronunciation. It's like the way pronu- people pronounce things, like pulls the notes down and stuff. But you know, I haven't proven that theory, but I can see his point. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's obviously there's people who, who will, it's it's a little bit of projection too because there are people who just sort of they don't change their note and they're very very monotone. But once once I started going to uh, karaoke and actually learning what my voice sounded like, I found myself getting significantly better as time progressed to the point mm. where I'm actually trying to start a band. So <laughs> really, so that's it, cool. Is that what it means when somebody's singing flat? Is that they don't change the note, but they no. Well, flat could also be you're not hitting. Oh the well, yeah, yeah. Pitch. But um, yeah. yeah, if you have if you have a flat tone, yes, it just sounds like this. It's a flat tone. But if you're singing flat, that means you're just under pitch. Yeah. So, for example, there was a guy in karaoke went, "I give you a coming in the air the night, oh, Lord. Oh, okay, yeah, that's I'm horrible. I'm for this moment for all my life. <laughs> it's like. Was it Dr. Stephen Hawking? Because that's kind of what it sounds like. <laughs> I can no, that'd feel be it like coming in, in the, the air, air tonight. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> you stupid bitch. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, they have great makeup sex. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, great. Touch me there. Oh. Unhook uh, my battery pack. <laughs> oh, plug it back in. But no, so so what's so what's the the, the trick of uh, singing well? Let me ask you that. What would your vocal coach say? The trick of singing well? Yeah, is it breathing? Is it projection? Is it no? Uh, well, it, if you're not breathing right, nothing's going to happen. So what is breathing right? I've I, explain that. Like elaborate. <sighs> well, I mean, well, one of the things is. Oh gosh, just yeah. Twelve <laughs> years of training in like five seconds. Well, it's it's using your instrument in the proper way, which means a lot. Most people breathe from the chest, like shallow, like when they when they breathe, their chest moves up and down. That's like really 
Well, hold on a second. Oh, hold on a second. I have a phone call for my dinner guest. Hold on. All right. Okay. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> so I think he's probably getting at you're supposed to breathe from your diaphragm. From your so stomach, basically you're, right? You're moving your yeah, you're moving your stomach out. Yeah. So you, you oh, that's all right. You fill up your stomach and then you exhale out. Yes. And then you get a get a ride on the roller coaster, and it all comes falling out. <laughs> uh, Sater, you're somewhat of an actor singer. What what's your tips? I'm an actor who can sing. It's very different. I can carry a tune. I'm not a singer singer. That's Pat Geik. So what, uh, it's just all about breath. You're right on. It's all about breath control and breath quality, and learning how to project. Yeah, that's my issue. Projection. Or projectiles. <laughs> Honk. So, mm-hmm. so, so is there anyone else we could get on the? Um... Well, Joey's on, but I think he's tied up with a bunch of stuff. Joey's, uh, Joey's always tied Joey's up. Always on. Well, and Joey's always on because I saw him on at two thirty this morning. He never. So it wait, off. are we are we technically on one hour before your regular scheduled time? Okay. Uh, yeah, we're just. I figured we just well, go talk early about Steve Jobs, but they're. Bye. I think we. Is there anything else we want to say about Steve Jobs other than well, how honestly, it I understand the what he's kind of done. I mean, the innovations that he's that you know he's imparted. But honestly, these big outpourings of you know sadness for celebrities and whomever, it's just to me it all seems a little much. So I, me leaving I flowers at the Apple that. Store was a little much. Not if you had to do it. <laughs> no, really. No. If that's if the that's way you what... had to do it. Okay. What, what was that, Patrick? No, I was getting, I, I only came in halfway through the conversation. If you had to leave apples at uh, flowers at the Apple store, if that's what you felt you needed to do, then do it. Well, considering the guy is pretty much influential in my entire life. I well, mean... there you go. You have every right to mourn him. And if that's the way you want to do it, rock on with yourself. Fuck what anybody else says. <laughs> that's what that's I thought. I will mourn when Ken Riker dies. So, say what? I will mourn when Ken Riker dies. He was very influential on in my life. <laughs> oh, for Pete's sake. He probably will is that soon because he's probably but, positive. But Is that a pornography person? Yeah, yes, Ken Riker? Are you Ken kidding? Riker. He was the blonde beauty of he, the... Uh, he's what? Seven foot tall and a... Googling. Teenage. He's only, he's he's only six four. Let he's me six four and has a, an 11 and a half inch penis. <laughs> oh, so, so, so are you an expert in Ken Riker, Sater? You could say that. So, so but... why did he disappear for a while? And then he like came back and did some Falcon videos. Obviously, you haven't seen him lately. That's why all porn stars disappear for a while. They get old. Well, yeah, but they came back and he was really. I mean, he was a little bit more manly, but he was definitely good looking. I don't know. I'm not a porn star. Well, he had to go to you know daddy school. <laughs> he, had to get, he, had, he had to retrain. He had to you know rebrand himself. I don't think I don't think you're that far off, truth be told. <laughs> I uh, or possibly jail. So Gary, okay, I'm checking the chat room. Make sure we keep our eyes on the chat room. So Gary and Elena. Oh my gosh, says, he does have a large penis. Jeez. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, it's not my intent to be disrespectful towards the dead or anything like that. It's just being as that I'm kind of in the business to have to deal with people who pass away and. Uh-huh. The family surrounding it. I tend to be. I have a little bit different take on it than everybody else, who's not in, having to deal with that on right. almost a daily basis. Right, but you probably didn't grow up doing programming on an Apple TV, though, right? No, I remember those green screen thingies, and I hated those. Oh, those were that was my first computer. The f- 
big old square floppy disks. Like, yep. ah! I remember the first time I saw a PC, and I'm like, this is hard. But now it's like, mm, I kind of don't want to go back to a, an Apple because I, I don't get the whole one-click thing. Well, you can buy a second a two-bun mouse. Oh. Yeah. You know, most people who don't like Apple have never tried an Apple within the last five years. And I guarantee if you tried an Apple, you would fall in love with it because it's so intuitive, it's, except for Antivir Charles, or for some reason, <laughs> doesn't think anything's intuitive. Have you looked inside of my brain? Scott would know this better than you. There ain't nothing intuitive going on in my brain. My whole brain is counterintuitive. <laughs> You're counterintuitive. That's what like, would it have? What would it have if I hit this button? <laughs> that's like when people say, "Why don't you have a common sense?" I go, "Ah, I have uncommon sense." <laughs> <laughs> but, but no. So yeah, I, uh, I, I, Which... I, I took flowers to the Apple Store, and because I saw that everyone across the world was leaving flowers in the Apple Store, so I walked into the mall, and there was nothing there at the front entrance. Then I sort of walked in. I'm like, um. Are you guys doing any sort of uh, tribute to Steve Jobs? They're like, oh, we turned our Apple light off. I'm like, oh. Yeah. And we tripled the prices on everything. Can I can I leave these flowers by the door? He's like, I don't see why not. I'm like, okay. <laughs> just... And just like drop them off and just walk away. <laughs> yeah, like, I was so embarrassed. I'm like. Oh. See, I, see, I'm talking about counterintuitive. I would have left apples at the flower store. <laughs> <laughs> actually we had apple picking yesterday we went mm. uh we, we want me and my partner wanted to get the hell out of the house and we went to an apple farm did some apple picking actually to, to hit on what patrick said did you notice that his autobiography not only did it its release date get pushed up but its price went up too all of a sudden oh really well that's yeah that's understandable everybody wants to know about it i knew that was going to happen too he did pull pull charles schultz like the day after the new iphone was announced he passed away so yeah, but supposedly they knew like a week a week before. I, I, I actually think he by, he died two days earlier. They were just keeping it under, so it didn't ruin their announcements. Well, according to what we know so far, they knew by Sunday he was going downhill, and they alerted the police to sort of keep an eye out on the on the property. So, but I mean that's inside baseball. I'm not sure if this is anything, but. Other than the fact that I don't think any in the LGBT community would have, you know, access to the internet or let alone podcasting, all the stuff wouldn't have existed if it wasn't for, you know, his endeavors. So I think, mm. I think, you know, we owe him and, you know, other people mm. a, a big, uh, a big thanks. So uh, I, w I would say yes, that mm. is, that is very true. Especially, you know, uh, in light of things that have happened to me very stop, recently over the it. last year, I would have to agree that, you know, podcasting has helped me out tremendous, right. tremendously. Right. And you've improved your singing because of it. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm a little teapot, short oh, and stout. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. so Larry and Larry, tell us about I'm a hammer. What, uh, what are you involved? <laughs> what, what kind of uh, productions are you involved in? Who, me? I'm sorry. Who? I'm sorry. No, that uh, Patrick. Oh, no, me. Uh, well, currently I'm in my third season, third year of doing this um, uh, interactive murder, bleh, bleh, <laughs> interactive murder mystery show um, called the Ryan Case, 1843. It's uh, 1873. It's based on a real life murder mystery that happened in the Five Points District in Manhattan that was never solved. And uh, it's pretty cool. You know, the audience comes, they get broken up into groups, they play the part of detective, they get maps, they have to find us on the streets. 
Oh wow, uh, Gorilla! So it's a lot of improv, and it it's literally literally a different show every time a new group comes through because I never oh. know what they're going to throw at me. Oh, different okay. flavors come out depending how they throw it at me too. I might that not give them anything sure. if they're not nice to me. You know, I uh, one of the guys I dated a long time ago for a, a short period, right? Actually, right around September 11th, he was in a show called the uh, the Altos, and it was like the Sopranos only lore, uh, yeah. and it was uh, it was basically a whole parody of the Sopranos as a murder mystery type dinner theater type thing. It was really yeah. good. See, that's what uh, our director and producer are hesitant to call us an mur- interactive murder mystery because that's the kind of thing people are thinking that they're going to get. And we're trying to go the more serious route. It's more steeped in history and like how shitty the five points were in the class district and the racism and the corrupt cops. Now, where do you perform oh, these this? Two kids got virtue. Like I said, it's on the streets in the Lower East Side. Actually, in the streets. Oh yeah, there's a yeah. home base at a bar. They get they actually no the more base. on the sidewalk, really, not in the street itself. Some of them are in the streets, darling. Oh my god! I'm in a park. Some people are in the streets. Some are in abandoned buildings. So it's all pretty creepy. So where so, do you start? Well, we just changed locations. They start at a bar now, um, and uh, they have to go all the way down to the creepy basement of the bar. And there's you know minimal lighting, and they're met by the police chief. Okay. He's talking about all the corruption, and there's this. Uh, murder that they can't solve and they have to call on these extra cops you guys to come in because the cops on the case are so corrupt that we can't trust them <laughs> well duh <laughs> yeah mm. <laughs> well, okay. and then they get their maps they get their clues they get the whole things of the case and then they have to go find us oh so they actually have to travel places oh yeah how far oh uh, i don't know what the new maps are not that far okay a couple of blocks yeah i would be i'd be like i just want to eat <laughs> Well, like, why couldn't co- we go to dinner theater? <laughs> you have two free cocktails waiting for you when you get back. Oh, no. well, there you go. <laughs> well, awesome. <laughs> now you've changed my point of view. <laughs> Extra incentive to get through the uh, get through the whole act. Cool. Mm-hmm. And this is in Manhattan? Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Okay, no, I've been doing it for add... three years, and I originated the role, and it's a nice paying gig in Manhattan, and those are rare. Yes, yes, very much. Hey, David, the blue, jean guy, blue jeans guy joins us. Yes. Hi, David. David, are you there? Hello. David, can you hear us? <laughs> yeah, I just messaged him and he said he was joining, so. Well, he's connected. I know he's demolishing the pantry studio. I want to find out why. The, the, what, the who? He, he records out of his pantry studio and he's moving. Oh. I well, need, there, one can of beans from one shelf to the other? Or? <laughs> 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 That's good. That was so stupid. I loved it. <laughs> That's silly. Oh, I think you guys can hear me now. Hey, there hey. you are. There we go. For some reason, it did not automatically listen to that Yes, I was. I heard it. <laughs> so what's going on? Why are you moving? Um, well, if you had listened to my show, I don't listen you would to your know. show. I don't have time to listen to shows. I got problems in my life. Go on. Oh, well, yeah. so does David. <laughs> What's going and, on? Yeah. I, uh, McGee and I separated. You come to a point in your relationship where you recognize that you each want different things and those two different things are really not compatible with each other. So, um, you know, we just decided to go ahead and uh, go our separate ways. So how does one do that? I mean, what's the, the discussion like that about? 
Are uh, you trying to get information to do it? I'm trying to find the 50 ways to leave your lover or something. No, I'm just I'm just darn curious. I mean, what, I mean, how do you sit down and say, um, this isn't working out. We need to move on. I mean, what's that discussion like? That was basically the discussion. But <laughs> oh, wow. Stretched out over, you know, a few months. Uh, it was just, um, long and short of it, he's retired and he's 20 years older than I am. Uh, and I'm 41 by the way, just, you know, so you can do the math. Mm, yeah. And he was wanting to move to Florida and live the life of a retiree, you know, not an unrealistic expectation. Mm. I'm not ready for that kind of life yet. It wouldn't be my, wouldn't be nice. It would be nice living in Florida. Don't get me wrong. We'd be in the Gulf area. I'd be near like the pot is my co-pilot people and all those people like that. How you be near all hot surfer boys? Are you crazy? Yes, but Anthony, hello. <laughs> I, I would be in a relationship. Well, yeah, that's why you change it to an open relationship as part of the <laughs> part of the part arrangement of, the of moving down there. <laughs> <laughs> Except that uh, McGee doesn't roll that way. I know, I know, and yeah. neither does my partner too. As much as I wish he would, so. Yeah. No, it was always a, if there was more, more, how was it? Kind of like that Elton John song, if it takes more than me, let's just call it quits. I yeah. don't know that Elton John song, but I'm sure it's great, just like all of his other tunes. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, anywho, um, you know, basically what it would have turned into is he was kind of been living the life of a snowbird. Mm. So he would be oh. living in Florida, summer mm. up here, and... I'm still a very employable age, and while I would love to be one of these people who has an internet-based job where I could just telecommute anywhere in the world and work, eh. I have not been so fortunate yet. So, that's I hear that. <laughs> so, so is the house in your? I mean, do you guys own the house, or are you leaving the house, or what, what's he owns the house? What he owns the house. Oh, and he's selling it. No, well, he will eventually. Ah, so you're proceeding with moving out then. Yeah, it's just, it, it was getting to the point that, you know, it was, it was not a matter of if, it was a matter of when. No, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. It's just one of those things, you know. Yeah. We all, we all go through our, our phases and some people get lucky and, you know, they, um, they find that perfect person and they're together for the rest of their lives and some of us... I mean, well, we I'm, had, you know, I'm very much of that mind too. That not necessarily everybody's going to be with you for their your entire duration of your life. You may just have people that guide you to the next stage of your life, and then you just you're just done. So that's basically it. Okay. And remember what Dan Savage says: every relationship you have is going to fail until one doesn't. Yeah, exactly. So where are you moving to? Uh, just a little bit down this, this, uh, just a few blocks down, really, from where I currently live. Oh, okay, apartment yeah. or house or what? Um, an uh, upper level apartment in a house, basically. Okay. So it's the upper level of a house that was converted into an apartment, which there's a lot of them here in Bay City like that. So. Is that like being an upper level call girl? <laughs> uh, um, well. I don't know. It depends on how much you're wanting to pay. <laughs> now, Patrick, are you uh, with anybody? Yes, I am. I've been with my partner, Brad, for six years now. Mr. Oh, Brad. God, the amazing years. Mr. Brad, yes. Six years. God. Mm -hmm. I know. Like, two more years, three more cats, and we're going to be lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> how many cats do you have? Two. Oh, okay. Oh, well, you don't have Joey beat yet, so you'd need at least ten more. 
Oh. And you're in the uh, and you're in where are you in Manhattan? Uh, I'm not in Manhattan, actually. I'm in Queens. Oh, okay. And before you can say it, ha, okay, before you can say it, it's not ironic. It's redundant. <laughs> Tell me about it. It's my last name. Oh, is it really? Yeah. I just thought that was, you know, I saw yeah. it on, 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 the, on the site there. I just thought it was yeah, you, facetiousness. Yeah, you need to rename your, uh, your name to your uh, Q sledge, Larry. Why? So I can, so I know who to call you out when I'm doing my intros here at seven. Oh, <laughs> Patrick, um, Patrick, is there anything you want me to call? Uh, how do you want to be introduced? Patrick from Scream Queens is fine. Patrick, from, and where's your website at? It's at www.screamqueens.com. Scott, help me out here, and that's Queens with a Z. That's right, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um. God, we got a half hour to kill before we get going here. Ha ha. Chat room, what do you want us to talk about? Oh, yes, there's a chat room. I should flip back over to that. My name is oh, Gary, and I'm an alcoholic. Well, welcome to the club. Oh, it's Gary and Albuquerque. Oh, Albuquerque. That's a great Weird Al song, about seven minutes long. Yes, where the towels are oh so fluffy. <laughs> I don't remember it off the top of my head, but it's 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 uh, it's absolutely hilarious when you, if you ever see him in concert, do it. So I watched the event video. Yeah, there's an there was an empty sh uh, chair in the front row at the Apple event, so that was pretty much reserved for the spirit of Steve Jobs. So David, you missed it. We were uh, giving our thoughts and condolences to uh, Steve Jobs and how his influence allows to do what. We are currently doing. Yeah, I was trying to make it back here in time, but I was. Um, th th this is the the perfect thing of someone who's moving into an apartment and, and has basically no furniture to move with. <laughs> I was driving on this one street and saw this absolutely fabulous looking couch, and I don't have a truck or access to one directly. And I call I call a friend of mine that I work with, and I said, "You help me move this couch." Well, I drove Money. back. I, where I saw it. I want to get in the shower at 630. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to move a couch. No, no. I, and unfortunately, someone had already helped themselves to it. Aww. So there's a better one out there for me then. You know, you can come by here and pick up my couch. It's sitting out on the back porch. And you'd be <laughs> where? Uh, that'd be Wenatchee, Washington. <laughs> um. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Patrick, I can't uh, get to your link here that you posted in the chat room for some reason. I'm sorry. I can I can watch it, but uh, I'll watch it later when I'm don't have my attention split because that looks really good. Yeah, Actually, I'll just. Not, uh, oh, you know uh, what? Is it Flash? I don't uh, know. Well, it's YouTube, so that's probably why. Hold on. Yeah. I'm making things difficult. Yeah. Well, let's see. The one joke from the the Steve Jobs passing was. Uh, um, his his life didn't flash before his eyes because iOS doesn't support flash. Oh snap! <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, like the day of, I thought, oh wow, he's really disappointed. The i5 didn't come out today either. No, well, I I think they're waiting for the iPhone five to be their next year phone, so they have something to say. Yeah, we can still produce blah, phones blah, without blah, Steve blah. here. So yeah, but but yeah, chat room, we got um. <laughs> Gary and Albuquerque. That was terrible. 
um so yeah what what do we want to do we just want to start the show early or i mean what do we want to do here i mean we got an hour and a half to kill so what time do you have to leave patrick um uh, i should be out of here by seven so well let's start, let's get going a little bit that way patrick can be on part of it then okay so uh does everybody have access to i guess you do um blue jeans guide do you have access to i'll just paste it twiggy show notes yeah i got them right here See, I got I got all excited when I saw Twiggy. I thought Twiggy's here. That's fantastic. <laughs> exactly. I realized it was an acronym. I'm deeply, deeply disappointed. It's for this and, weekend. And Tommy Tune too. It's for this weekend gay because God knows little yeah, poor. Yeah, I get it now. I get it now. But my initial reaction was <gasps> little gay gasp. But <laughs> I don't, I don't know who's Twiggy. Is that like a? Oh God! Oh, oh my geez. God! Shit. Okay, I Please. came out like leave this house. Even I know who Twiggy is. I am personally driving to Ohio and ripping your gay card right out of your fingers. Hey, I never said I was. I never said I knew much about gay culture. That's why I started this goddamn podcast. It's not even gay culture. It's pop culture. It's it's. Exactly. Oh, I hate pop God. culture. She was a model. She had really big eyes with the and really short blonde hair and, I and really be, tall. And she looked like Olivia Newton John. Yes. Okay. A lot like Olivia Newton John back in that, you know, back in Olivia Newton John's earlier years. Well, thank uh, yeah. God we've got Google. Hang on. And she did a Broadway musical. And she grew up and was on AbFab. Oh, yeah. I didn't know okay. she was on AbFab. Yeah, she's on the later seasons that, you know, didn't run on Comedy Central. Mm. She replaced um, you know, she re- she replaced Lulu. Yes, Twiggy Ramirez. I have no idea who this person is. She was on America's Next Top Model. I don't watch those shows. Well, then you are useless to me. I am useless. I'm just kidding. To I love those people. <laughs> I don't watch. TV. Next, thing, next thing you know, it's like, what's a drag queen? <laughs> no, actually, you know, I, I it's I, like I, a drag race, but actually, you know what? I less crashes, I never more crashes. Do drag queens until I started watching RuPaul's Drag Race, and now mm. I totally understand what drag queens were are about. That show was so educational to me. It was unbelievable. I agree. I, You know what? Honestly, before like a year and a half ago, they kind of scared me it's, a little bit. Well, they but now it's like, me, I love I them. Just, but I just sort of went, I didn't quite get it. And then I realized how much effort it goes to put into making yourself look like a woman. And it was like, oh, my God, the amount of effort that these guys do to just, it's, it's phenomenal. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's art. And that's then it totally made sense once I watched the show. I'm like, oh my god, it's it's a form of art. It's a form of expression. I mean, then then I then I then I got it. And then I then I love the show because RuPaul is just so goddamn serious. It just every time she does now sashay away, I laugh my ass off because it's so dramatic. And I it's like it's like you know it's my guilty pleasure. What can I say? So. And but yeah, no, I don't know who Twiggy is. So I learned something new today. So. You make me ashamed to be a gay person. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, it's me asking you guys who Bill Bruford is, okay? <laughs> I posted her picture in the chat room. Uh, loading, loading, loading. It's a black and white, but... Yeah. Hold Racist. On. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That just fell out of my mouth. <laughs> oh, Pedro, oh. you're right in. <laughs> right along with the purse, sister. <laughs> Actually, um... Did you post it? Oh, wait, which chat room are you talking about? The Project Project Project. Okay, hold on. All right, well, I will have to I will have to research this. This is a well-oiled machine. 
Yeah, well, we're not started yet, so let's get. I know, I know, I know. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait till we start, then it's just downhill from there. Yeah, wait till and it starts, then it all falls apart. Off a wagon, pretty darn soon. <laughs> and just in case, if the show ends or if you take off before I have a chance to say it, it is a pleasure meeting you, Patrick. Thank you. Yes, Same man. here. Uh, I mean, that pleasure on all of our ends. I mean, thank you. Excuse me. <laughs> you win already. My. <laughs> Okay. All right. Anyhow. All right. Well, let's get this show on the road so we can get going here. So, um, I don't know how I knew I liked that on the end, but <laughs> okay. So Joey yelled at me last time. I said, so everybody quiet during the opening because otherwise we'll get this really annoying echo and I'll kill everybody. All right. Shh. I can just get the music to start. Though. 